Good morning, and uh, welcome to this Sunday's uh, Hour of Worship. Um, we've got a lot of prayer requests, uh, as you've seen in newsletters and on the website, but I got a call or a text from uh, Rusty this morning, and Travis Comer was in a boating accident. He wanted him added to our list. It was a very bad boating accident. They understand that he broke his neck and he's got other um, life-threatening injuries. He uh, was back in surgery last night at 8 o'clock. So please keep uh, Travis Comer in your, in your prayers. Uh, Linda Milliken will be having surgery on Thursday. Um, Gwen Taylor, is, is, her conditions are worsening. Um, Craig Hall, Aubrey Witt. Elsie Barnes, Jan Bolden, uh, Jan seems to be improving, uh, Bob Spencer, and any of those others that are in need. Something also to be praying for or everybody that's involved with the schools as uh, they open back up tomorrow, that's, that's uh, real important. We hope that goes well. A special announcement, next Sunday we will have Open work uh, will be in-person worship. We've got Chad Riggs, which is uh, a pastoral candidate, coming in. So please mark your calendar. Come, listen to him. Um, we'll be sending more information out during the course of the week. But again, next Sunday will be live, and it will be with Chad Riggs. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for all the many blessings that you have given us. We ask that you put your comforting and healing hand on those in need. We ask that you will guide and direct us and help us shine your light to those we meet. Be with us today as we worship together. We ask these things in your name. Amen. Good morning. This is a family favorite, and I invite you that are watching at home to sing along with us. How great thou art, 
God, his son, us very, sent him to die. I scarce can take it in that on the cross my burden gladly bearing, he bled and died to take away my sin. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art. Christ shall come with shout of acclamation and take me home. What joy shall fill my heart? Then I shall bow in humble adoration and there proclaim my God, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Thank you, Beth. Um, we're lucky today. We've got uh, Meg Williams here. She's going to be speaking with us. Uh, she works in local high schools uh, with Youth of Christ. She's a dedicated youth worker changing the lives for Jesus. Meg also worked as a ministry uh, youth minister with Rusty at Center Friends Meeting. Her husband, Andrew, is here. And uh, we're just real happy that you will share with us. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Um, like he said, my name is Meg Williams. I am a high school campus life director at Greater Greensboro Youth for Christ. Um, I actually grew up in the Quakers. My home church growing up was actually High Point Friends Meeting. I grew up going to every yearly meeting event, every tremors event. Um, ended up going on mission trips to Mexico. I've actually gone to Mexico a lot with Beth. We've actually traveled together a lot. Um, I worked with Rusty at Center Friends Meeting. I did a lot of internships throughout the Quakers. I worked in Charlotte. Um, I've worked at outreach projects. I've worked at Springfield Friends Meeting. I've just worked at a whole bunch of Quaker churches. And um, 
did that all the way up until I started working for Youth for Christ. A little background about Youth for Christ. It's been around for years, since the early 1940s. Our very first full-time employee was Billy Graham. So if you've ever gone to the Billy Graham Museum, if you have not, you should go. You walk into this one area, and it looks like a um, kind of like a revival tent. And on the podium, it says YFC. He was actually the first person that worked for Youth for Christ. And back in the day, in the 1940s, it was just youth rallies, where they would get together with a whole bunch of students, middle school and high school, church students, and get them energized for Jesus Christ and send them back into their schools. But later on in the 1940s, early 1950s, they realized that they needed to do more. So they ended up hiring more people to go into our local schools and do what they call clubs, which is campus life, which is what I do. Campus life is more than just the club. Um, we go in and we tutor kids. For some reason, they've always put me in the math department, and I don't understand math. So they keep putting me in the math department. I'm a teacher assistant in the English department. I help the principals. I help in the lunchroom. I help student resource officers. I mean, you name it. I am all over the place. Mentor students. Um, but the biggest thing that we do to reach students is a club that we call Campus Life. The way Campus Life works is students come from all different kind of backgrounds. We play a crazy game. Um, we do a discussion that has to do with a topic. And then we have a wrap-up, a lesson that has to do with the topic, whether it's respecting your elders, friendships, um, dating. And in the wrap-up, we always tie in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, so I've been doing this job for six years, and I will tell you, every year it has been different. It's never been the same. I tell everyone that if you don't, when you come on staff, if you don't like the way the job is going, just wait three months because something's going to change. Whether it's the culture, the society, our school systems, teachers, something will always change. So this past year has been a hot mess. I mean, plain and simple for everyone. Before the pandemic hit, um, I was reaching with my team over 250 students per week. So I'm at four ministry sites that we call schools. So the, I have Southwest Guilford High School, Ragsdale High School, Weaver, and then Early College at Guilford. Which, by the way, Early College at Guilford, it's great when our high school students have questions about Quakerism because they just think I'm a wizard. So we'll just sit down and I help them and they ace everything. It's great. So before the pandemic, we were reaching all of these kids. At one of our schools, we actually get to do it during lunch, which is extremely rare. There's only about 15 schools around the nation that actually let us do it during lunch, which is awesome. And I would feed the kids. I'm all about food, so I realized one of the best ways to get unchurched kids in is free pizza. So this one school that we were doing it during lunches, um, I had a bunch of students from the previous years that had accepted Jesus Christ, and I wanted to give them a little challenge. I want them to go and reach their unchurched kids or unchurched friends and bring them to Campus Live. I had this one kid that was trying for weeks to get this one friend to come to Campus Live, and he finally convinced him by saying, Meg gives out free pizza. I would show up if I was getting free pizza. So this one student came, his name was Drew, and he was Hindu. 
um, which is awesome. I have all different kinds of walks of life that come through Campus Life that ask questions and um, really good deep conversations with our leaders. And so he had so much fun, this one boy, that the following week during this one launch, it was nothing but his friends from his culture and one half of the room, which was awesome. And they still came over and over and over again. It's just one of many stories of how we're reaching these students in our school system. Well, then the pandemic hit, hit hard. It was like a screeching halt for us. I was constantly in schools. The staff are constantly in schools. Our volunteers were constantly in schools. And then all suddenly, on like a Friday, schools canceled for two weeks or remote learning. And then we just knew at that moment it was going to be remote learning for the rest of the semester. So I was so used to reaching these students in person that within less than 24 hours, my husband and I were brainstorming and we came up with the idea to do virtual club, which is very new. So it was all by Zoom. So you've got to send out all these links to all these students, get these kids on. And it worked. It was crazy. So instead of me being able to order them food and to have it at the school, I would order them pizza and get it delivered to their houses. Or a winner would get a $25 DoorDash gift card. Or I would bring them a swag bag or something. And it worked pretty well. So we went from over 250 kids to multiple small groups with students um, where we would have Campus Life Club, virtual. We would have a day just of games where students could come on and we would just play games just to get a break from trying. A lot of our students didn't do school this past semester, but they would just get a break from reality. And it was kind of frustrating at first because I was reaching 250 students to now the pandemic happened and now it's scattered trying to figure out these students. But then I had a bright idea. A lot of our students worked in essential workplaces like Chick-fil-A. And so what I would do <laughs> is I would go to Chick-fil-A and go through drive through to see students. I would go through once to get my sweet tea to talk to a student, go through a second time to get my fries, a second time or a third time to get my meal just so I could talk to different students. And then I would find out when kids' birthdays were. Same thing. I'd go through different drive throughs and hand them birthday presents through the drive through window. Or I'd go see them inside a store and hand them their birthday presents or their care packages. I remember the first time I went through Chick-fil-A to see one of our students. I didn't know when she was working. Just randomly it happened. I got there at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. She took my order outside. She cried hysterically. I cried. It was ugly tears. We stopped the whole drive through And the manager understood. And we just sat there, and she just cried. And she told me how much she missed us investing in her and how much she was so thankful that she knew that God was always going to be there for her no matter what. Crazy times. I'm pretty sure I cried a lot during this pandemic than I have ever before with this job. So we get to minister to all these kids, kids through drive through I would also deliver care packages. I end up ordering a lot of stuff, T-shirts, um, bracelets, things to you guys might be kind of like pointless and materialistic, which it is. But when you go to a student's house and you hand them care packages of t-shirts, bracelets, snacks, or something like that, you see their face, you see how excited they are that the fact that an adult during a pandemic was going to their door, dropping off something, walking away, <laughs> t 
taken a picture from the car to let the students know that there was a care package at their door. I think that's one thing the students will always remember is when the world stopped, the people in ministry, we never did. We kept going. It was a pandemic. It is a pandemic. We wore our masks, but we kept trying to find ways to reach our students. I would have phone calls with students, them crying over everything that was going on. The roughest thing that I think I've ever had to do during this pandemic was drive through graduation parties. Usually at graduation parties, it's food everywhere. You get to have hugs from your students. You get to talk to the parents. You get to talk to all these other students. This year was a little different. We did drive through. My sweet husband, who's here, was nice enough to drive me through all these graduation parties. And he just got to the point where he was used to just hearing me cry in the car after I would tell these students, I love you, God loves you. I always tell them make good choices because that's always a good thing to tell our students. And then I was very proud of them and I can't wait to see them change the world. And these aren't just students who are graduating high school to just go off to college. They want to be doctors. They want to be immigration lawyers. They want to go um, and change the world. They want to go work for Congress. These are students that love school that got to miss it. And there are those students who didn't like school. I mean, I could understand. I wasn't a big fan of high school. But they still knew that there were people who were investing in them no matter what. Some other adventurous things that we've done this past year was we usually go to camps during the summer. And this year, we couldn't go because of COVID. So we had to come up with some creative events to do. Because with our law right now, we can only be outside with 10 or less and then inside with a group of students, 25 or less. Well, I work, we work with a lot of students, so it was kind of hard to figure out what we were going to do. So we came up with the most entertaining, crazy idea ever. Came up with a virtual Disney World trip. So all the students would jump on Zoom and we would walk through the park, ride roller coasters, watch the fireworks. We did a virtual scuba diving trip because why not? You know, the kids had a blast. They all got souvenirs for going to Disney World or going scuba diving. And we're going to do it in a virtual escape room. I don't know how that's going to work, but we're going to figure it out. But these were ways that we were just trying to build relationships with students. So Jesus went and spoke to the crowds, 500, 5,000, 400, all of these people. But he invested in just a few people. And I've realized during this pandemic, that's what God was shifting us to do. Yes, we are still ministering to the 250 students, but there's a group of students that we've built crazy strong relationships with and that we get to see their lives change for the best. So on July 4th, this past month, um, I get a phone call from a student saying, are you home? About half of our students know where we live because we live right beside the community that one of the two of the schools are in. It's like, yeah, is everything okay? They're like, we're on our way to your house. They're like, actually, we're pulling in. <laughs> I was like, okay. So I run outside. Didn't think these kids remembered uh, when my birthday was. My birthday was on July 5th. These two students showed up at my house with masks on with a gallon of sweet tea from Chick-fil-A because I always go get my sweet tea, um, a bag full of Chex Mix, my favorite snack. And to tell you guys a little secret, I really don't like washing my hair at all. And so the students bought me some of my favorite dry shampoo. 
So they did all this, and I realized we're making an impact in these students' lives, building relationships, and we're realizing that the kids are actually blessing us at the same time. So with this job, or any job you ever do in ministry, sometimes you don't get to see the end result. Sometimes you don't get to see kids' lives change. Sometimes it's not until two, three years down the road after they've graduated high school and they're in college or when they get married. I've only been in this job for six years, and I'm still waiting for some of those students to change their lives over. But to know that those kids showed up at our house the day before my birthday to bring me a present, and they just so happened to remember when my birthday was, that was a little glimpse of God telling me, we're making a difference in these students' lives. I also would get random text messages, go check your mailbox. Why do I need to go check my mailbox for? It's like 10 o'clock at night, and the kid's like, no, go check your mailbox. I'm not going to go outside 10 o'clock at night, so I sent my husband, and it's a letter to both my husband and I telling us how much they love us and how much they appreciate us pointing them to Christ and pointing them to God and how they're very thankful that they changed their lives to follow him. So these are all of these things um, that we've experienced this past year. God is working. Ministry definitely does not ever stop just because the world stops or just because the world's trying to make us stop. We will continue to go into these schools and reach these kids for Jesus Christ. Tomorrow is a new school year for these students and teachers. And a lot of them have no idea what's going on. And even though the first, and I'm in Guilford County, so I know the first nine weeks in Guilford County is going to be remote. We've already figured out how we're going to do it. We're going to do Zoom. We're going to do face-to-face small groups where we're within six feet apart from each other. I will still go meet these students every Tuesday at some place to eat. During the pandemic, I would meet these kids. Well, it is still the pandemic, excuse me. Um, While the pandemic was going on, and it still is, I would meet students every Thursday at different restaurants. I'd have a pop-up table in my back seat. I'd have camper chairs. Students would fill out a waiver, come meet me. We would eat food at a table in the heat of summer, and we would have so many students that would show up and have great conversations about God and life and where they want to go from here. And the cool thing about it is we're going to continue doing that during the school year. Um, Even though we're still in phase two, we're still following the rules. And so I just want to remind you guys that God is still in our schools, even though right now it's virtual. We have teachers that are praying for our students. We have teachers during the school year who have Bibles on their desk because they're allowed to be able to answer questions if a student asks. So they have Bibles on their desks for kids to answer We have kids from all walks of life that come into our school system through into campus life, and it's been awesome to know that we get to reach kids exactly where they are, and we just pray to God that when they leave campus life or when they go for the rest of their day, that their lives are changed because they had an encounter with Jesus Christ. I say all that to say thank you to Archdale Friends Meeting for your help um, and your ministry and your prayers. I really appreciate it, and the ones who financially support, thank you so much. I cannot wait to see how God is going to be moving through this pandemic because I've already been seeing it happen. And I want to leave you with this verse 
This is the verse that has always stuck with me with this job. It's Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. Then I heard the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, Lord, send me. I feel like every time the world changes or our school system changes or teachers change or the culture and society change, I constantly feel like God is saying, who's going to go for us? And I'm constantly going into schools. Um, This past two years, it's been a little crazy, of course. Um, Just because I said, like, the world stops doesn't mean we do. I've been in lockdowns in schools because of gang fights, been threatened to be killed because of... Um, gangs and stuff like that, but we constantly go in. So I just want to say thank you so much for letting me come and speak to you about what I do at Greater Greensboro Youth for Christ. Um, I'm going to close this in prayer. Thank you. Dear God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much for this ministry um, that I get to do, and thank you so much for our Stell friends meeting and their support. I just pray that you be with us this school year. I just pray that you be with all the students, the teachers, the staff, Lord, I just pray for everyone that's involved. I just pray that we do that we best, best that we possibly can. And I ask that you always help us to keep you first. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.